Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning and welcome to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk with business leaders from Atlanta and their surrounding communities. Silver Lining in the Cloud is brought to you by CDI Managed Services, providing outsourced IT infrastructure support and cloud computing services, and by EMC Corporation, a leading provider of IT storage hardware solutions. I'm Dominic Rainey. I'm your host today. Uh, our other host, Nicole Toptosh, is out, so we'll be having a good time today with three guests in the studio. We have uh, from Working Media Group, we have their CEO and founder, Lisa Holton. Hey, Hello, Lisa. How are you? Hey, good morning. And from United uh, Soft Plastics, we have their president and CEO and co-founder, Rudy Herbst. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Rudy. Uh, and for our third guest, uh, we have from Destination South Meetings and Events, we'll be hearing from their creative marketing director, Lori McQuarrie. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Hey, Lori. Well, welcome, everyone, and uh, we appreciate you all taking the time out of your busy schedules to be with us today. So, Lisa, let's get it started with uh, Working Group Media. Tell us about your group there and uh, what you guys are doing and how it all works. Well, we are a media buying firm and marketing strate- a strategic marketing service company here in Atlanta with offices in New York as well. Um, we expanded from New York about four years ago to the Atlanta market. And uh, we have we do media buying and planning, uh, strategic marketing research, uh, basically you name it, we do it in the advertising industry. We have about 250 clients um, all over the country in the U.S., uh, so I travel a good bit. And uh, it's a... It's a really fun job. It's a little bit different than creative agencies. We don't do any creative. It's all strategic marketing and planning and uh, putting together their strategies and telling our clients exactly what they need to do with their advertising budgets. And then we actually go out and buy the media. So what you see on the television, the TV ads or the print ads or billboards, that's actually what we do in the end result of our um, business. And um, uh, the company's been growing super fast. We, uh, as I mentioned before, we went on the air where we're I recognize as the 32nd fastest growing company in Atlanta this year. And, um, that's, uh, we've actually grown 400% in the last two years. So with a down economy, I would say that we were doing very well. And, um, we are expanding into other markets as well. And, um, we'll be doing that, uh, over the next year. So really exciting things happening. Holy cow. That's, uh, congratulations on that growth and all that success. That's, that's a great story, Lisa. Um, Tell us about uh, you know what's what's making all that tick. How how did you get so successful? Um, well, do you want to hear my story or? <laughs> well, yeah, tell, you, you can start with your background or just uh, you know how it all happened. Uh, How'd you put it together? I actually am from a very small town called Haddock, Georgia. Shout out to all my Haddock friends listening. <laughs> so um, I moved to Atlanta about nine years ago and uh, actually moved up here with uh, five hundred dollars in my pocket to take a job. And I took a job actually in the industry, and um, it was with another company uh, that's my competitor now. <laughs> so uh, not going to say the name, but I was there for six years and actually wound up running the company and was promoted to executive vice president. And around 30, I couldn't really do anything else with the company, so I couldn't really grow any further. Or you know, So I was like, what am I going to do? So I kind of took a year off and... Um, figured things out and opened up the company in Atlanta and uh, 
with the company that I have now, I think I owe the success and growth to my employees because we have a phenomenal culture and they work very, very hard 24 seven. Um, they're always available to the clients and everything that we do. And uh, I like to say that they love the job because uh, I don't think they would still be there. Um, so we have a really good culture and, um, uh, it's, it's just, a uh, you get what you put into it. So the, all my employees put, I mean, 110% every single day and I could not ask for any better employees. And that's, you know, why we've grown so fast. And, and gotten the accolades what we've gotten over the past couple of years and we're looking to you know grow even faster i mean we have goals of i want to be about 50 million in the next two years so i uh, hope we're on track for that i knew you were motivated <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work right yeah, that's right i'm a big believer in teamwork nicole love that that's her favorite quote <laughs> so uh tell us about uh you know the, what differentiates you guys um because obviously you learned uh you whipped up a secret sauce from all your background <laughs> well since i've worked in the industry for 15 years i i've kind of seen what works and what doesn't work and um running another company and not having full reins of you, you run the company, but you also report to the owner. And so I saw what was missing and had gaps at that company. And I just took what I saw missing there and implemented it to my company. And that the, uh, I mean, we do a ton of research. So research in our industry is very, very, I mean, prominent, prevalent. Everybody wants research, but they usually can't afford it. So, I mean, we, we actually spend about a quarter of a million dollars a year just on research. So our strategies stand out compared to our competitors. And that's what they say, you know, and then RFPs is like your research, nobody could touch it. So uh, we really implement a lot of research and I'm a very big face-to-face -face CEO. And um, I've been told that's kind of by the wayside now. So I fly all over the country and visit my clients, take them to dinner, say thank you, and really become one-on-one -on -one with my clients. And I'm not just a, a voice over a phone, they actually have a face with me. So they actually really like that a lot. We're talking with uh, Lisa Holton. She's a uh, working group uh, media CEO and founder. And uh, so Lisa, what, uh, you know, most most CEOs, uh, entrepreneurs have had some someone influencing their uh, career and in the, in, in their, you know, their drive. Uh, is there anyone specific, special that, that um, has had an influence on you? Yeah, actually, uh, I'm a for, former college athlete. <laughs> I played softball in college, and I've been playing since I was four. Still play now a little bit. And uh, my softball coach from high school is like my mentor. And he really taught me how to strive and set goals and what it means to achieve goals and really not just implement them into a sport, but also implementing them into life. So I uh, want to give a shout-out to Coach Rogers because he has been my mentor for 20 plus years and everything that I have learned uh, as far as teamwork, team building and striving to be the best and not settling for second was all implemented at a very young age through my sports. Great foundation. Excellent. Excellent. So what's the, what, what, what are the, what are the future goals? I know you, you said you're planning on a lot of growth. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you plan on getting there? Um, well, we're going to grow a little bit in employee size. Um, I want to hire a couple more people, but I like to keep it small because I take my uh, team on trips and stuff. <laughs> so I reward them for their hard work. I'm not a mean CEO. Um, <laughs> I like a very intimate working environment. And like I said, the culture is very important. So, so, um, I really am going to add probably a couple more heads to the, um, to the company. And then uh, we're really expanding into digital is becoming, well, not becoming, it's 
it's That's the way of the future. So we're um, really expanding in the digital realm um, and a lot of our strategies are going that way. So just staying educated and knowledgeable of the industry will help us grow very fast. Excellent. Excellent. Lisa, you know, some, some, some women own owners and businesses have, have had specific challenges that then hurdles and things that they've had to overcome. Have you had to deal with that yourself? Uh, absolutely. Um, when I first moved up here, um, I'm the type of person, if you tell me I can't do something, then I'm going to do it. And you better watch out because I'm going to come with a full storm. <laughs> and uh, my first day at the company that I wound up running, um, this man walked up to me. And I was the only girl in the company other than the receptionist that um, was working there. And there was like 25 other men. And he goes, this job's not made for a woman. You need to quit. Uh -oh. And so... That moment I looked up and I did leave work crying that day because I was like, these people are so mean, you know, because everybody's nice at a small and from a small town. And I, um, and I was like, what is he talking about? So, uh, I just took that and put fuel to my fire and just that. I mean, it's the, um, preconceived conception of female business owners. And I was 31 when I started my company. So, all of my competitors are in their fifties and sixties. And here I come in 31 years old and I'm a female. And so I've had to really gain respect mm -hmm. when I go into pitches and meetings and just not only because of my age, but also because I'm a female and, and it is a male industry. So, um, gaining respect has been a challenge, but I've done it. Uh, you know, you can Google me. That's what I tell, I'll tell all my friends. You can Google me because I have uh, the background to back it up. So. I would say that gaining respect were pro was probably the hardest thing in the industry, just being a female. Mm -hmm. But once you gain it, it's it's you've got it. So, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and uh, I get a sense you've got it. <laughs> well, thank you. Absolutely, Lisa. What uh, what you know when we look at uh, media marketing, that industry, that whole thing. Uh, you know, is it changing a lot? What's it look like? Uh, you know, out there about you know five years or something. Like um, that? it changes. On a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, it's... You, is that like, dynamic? Huh? It's... A, with the digital world, is as robust as it is, it just changes constantly. And, I mean, you get... There's so many... It's crazy how you can just track people with the digital and follow them and serve up ads when they're in their car from their mobile phones and stuff like that. So, it's really changing with the digital and the mobile and being interactive and all the social. Mm -hmm. So, that's... I, I see in the next five years that it's just going to grow and keep continuing to change. And and it's going to be more targeted because of how the digital, the digital aspect of everything is. I mean, it's, you can literally follow someone from that's in Atlanta all the way to California and serve them up ads on their tel I mean, on their cell phone. <laughs> it's crazy. So I just think that it's going to continue to get more targeted, which is going to be better for, for consumers because it's going to be less media waste and they're going to be directly targeting the people who are going to buy their products. And so it's, uh, it's, it's really exciting in the next five years. I can't wait to see what's going to be happening. Uh, excellent. It is going to change. We know that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> We're listening to Lisa Holton, uh, CEO at uh, Working Media Group. Um, so, Lisa, what you know, you, you've got a lot of clients, um, uh, 250 clients in all different kinds of industries. Is uh, is there a specific profile? Is uh, how do you, you know, what what does a client? Where are they in their business? Where when they they think you know they're you're they're a good target for you and you can help them. Um, they are they're in their planning process when they want to go to market with advertising. So um, usually when we work with clients that are 
usually in their fiscal planning budget year. So um, around July and October, super busy months for me because everybody's getting their new budgets from the last year. And when they're, they're ready to go to the market and want to figure out how to target the consumers when they come to us. Mm -hmm. And what really makes one of us stand out to my competitors is that we are all in all, we're a marketing strategy firm, but we're a broker, so we can go out and buy the media at discounted rates where they cannot. So we provide a value outside of the you know the research and the strategy. We actually go and buy the media 70 80% off the rate card because we have 250 clients that we're buying media for on a day-to-day basis. So they look at us and... At a, as a whole that, you know, working media group is going to buy X amount of dollars. You know, we do, we do a lot of, um, we do product integrations like on the Today Show and NBC. We do celebrity endorsements. I mean, anything you can think of that has to do with advertising. We've done product launches. We, I mean, worked with Kim Kardashian. I mean, you name it, we've done it. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's excellent. So, um, you know, is there uh, is there a, uh, a you know a quick story that comes to to mind? You know, a success where you really uh, help turn it around? Um, actually, yeah, one of my first clients um, that I was working with, he had a fifteen thousand dollar budget, which in the media world is not a lot, and um, he was looking to figure out what he wanted to do um, with his company, and um, he wanted to grow it, but he didn't have a very huge budget, and so he came to me and was like, what can you do with $15,000? And I told him, you know, I can put you in Kiplinger's magazine, and he's like, no way, because I've checked on Kiplinger's, I can't do that. And so I was like, well, I can, because I'm a media buyer, and I'm a broker, I can get you, you know, that rate. And so... He put all his eggs in one basket and trusted me, and um, his business grew 333% and wound up spending several millions of dollars in advertising, and one, it's one of the, stop, the top stop-picking services that are out there right now, and so um, and he just started with a $15,000 budget. So Holy cow. You're nothing but growth. You're all about growth. <laughs> oh, you Growing grow. your own company and helping other people grow theirs. That's fantastic. Yes. That's really great. So, Lisa, why don't you uh, tell our listeners how they can uh, reach out to your organization or to you and uh, find out more about Working Media Group and uh, how you can help them. Yeah, you can um, go to workingmediagroup.com and all of our contact information for the New York office and the Atlanta office is all on the website. And you can actually uh Call me directly at my phone number at the office, which is 678-619-2259. And, um, again, I'm available all the time. Our email addresses are on the website. And um, if anyone in the Atlanta area, which I'm very excited, if I do get an Atlanta client because I don't have to get on a plane, is looking for any marketing. We have a couple of Atlanta clients that we work with uh, that are here uh, kids are kids being one of them, which is right at the road. Absolutely. And we do all their marketing and advertising all across the country. So we, um, work, we do work locally, we, but most of our clients are national. But if there's some Atlanta firms that are looking for some media placement or media buying, we're, you know, we're here and I love local clients. So just call and reach out or shoot us an email. Thank you, Lisa. Great. Uh, we, we appreciate that, um, and what you do there. So, uh, thank you for that, uh, great interview. Um, You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by CDI Managed Services and EMC Corporation. Our next guest is Rudy, Rudy Herbst. Rudy, did Hello, I say good that right? Good morning, everybody. My name is Rudy Herbst. Herbst. And Rudy is the president and CEO founder of uh, Soft, United Soft Plastics. 
Rudy? Uh, yes. Tell I us started, a little bit about I started your United Soft Plastics in 2005, 2006, more or less by myself. Um, what we are doing, we develop and we manufacture soft plastic materials or resin, which can be used in injection molding, can be used for extrusion, blow molding, all kind of different uh, um, productions. And today we are the fastest growing TP compounder or uh, TP manufacturer in the world. Uh, we have about 400 clients. We're serving uh, 15 different countries today on three uh, continents. That's a big footprint. Yes, thank you. Wow, <laughs> wow. How many uh, people are there in your organization? Uh, I think today we are about uh, 45. Maybe next week we are 50. So as I said, we are growing pretty fast, and uh, we're growing all over the, the offices uh, we have several offices in the world, and um, I think um, yeah, it's really that we're going global in the future. Okay. So tell us about the product side, uh, Rudy. Uh, what, is, what is TPE? Yeah, TPE, or it's called thermoplastic elastomers, is like a soft kind of plastic, okay? It's environmentally friendly plastic. It's not like some, some others, and uh, it's being used in the entire plastics industry, um, most, I would say most well-known applications are soft touch applications like a toothbrush handle, could be a razor handle, could be, uh, for pens, for kitchen tools, flexible pipe, elastic films, you just name it. All right. And, uh, we are just developing those materials for the client and, and, and they make it, they make the parts out of it. Does your technology change a lot? I mean, is it technology oriented in terms of, uh, putting, that's, you know, the chemical? I mean, that's, how does that um, I would say you can compare it like with a bakery. So literally we have a lot of different recipes or a lot of different materials and which is made more or less by, by the development department. Hmm. But it's like you have a customer want to get a cake, we make it. Okay, you want to get a different taste to the cake, we make it. I get right. it. Yeah. So yeah. it's literally what, what you need is a, is a lot of, 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 of technical equipment around to make it. Okay. But literally in a nutshell, it's like a small, it's like a bakery where you can make all kinds of things. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I love bakeries. We too. We're talking to Rudy Herbst, <laughs> uh, the uh, president and CEO of United Soft Plastics. Rudy, let's talk about the markets that you serve. Your footprint's kind of broad, and um, obviously you're, you're, you have a lot of clients. Uh, with with uh, saying that, it's not just only baker. We all cause, uh, can make cakes or whatever. It means like we're literally serving all kinds of industries, wherever a soft or a flexible material is being needed. Okay, So we can serve the automotive industry. We, we serve uh, for industrial parts, uh, electrical applications. We do medical parts. Or, or, or material for medical parts, it can be used for elastic packaging, or whatever is out there. We we are there and try to help the companies to to make a good product for the industry. Is it a specialized like uh, you know kind of like a resin, I guess, uh, yes. something like yes. that, right? So it's a base that they use. It's like the the it's literally granules, and and it's like a dough. You you make you get different ingredients, different chemicals, put it all together, mm -hmm. and 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 make like the 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 soft plastic out of it. So you're dealing with engineering and a lot of chemists. Yes, and, and people yes. Like that. We are we are we are using a lot of different uh, chemicals from big companies. We're using a lot of oil. Mm -hmm. We're using a lot of 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 
whatever is out in the chemical industry, I would say we're using up to 600 different raw materials from the, from the chemical industry. So, uh, you know, with your, with your, your, your petroleum base, right? Yes. Have you seen a, you know, big, big leap in the price structure? Uh, as compared to our gas, you know, I think pricing. it's changing. A lot is being changed these days to natural gas. I think a lot is being restructured from um, o- over the last years. Europe and US, the big company, they didn't invest a lot of money in in, in Europe or in, in 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 the United States. But I think there are a lot of new investments going on in the Middle East, mm-hmm. and and it's really like very very huge companies down there which make products for. Even lower costs than before, so so literally, pricing is an issue, but not as big as like you can see that the gas station every day where, where it's fluctuating way more than in our markets. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, United Pl- Soft Plastics, uh, uh, you know, Lisa and Lori and everyone seems to have a lot of competition. Our world is very competitive now. You know, if you find the the secret sauce or the magic uh, formula, if you will. You know, uh, you really have to step on it to get to market and things like that because people will duplicate what you have. Do you have competitors? Sure, we have, like everybody has, and I think it's good. Without competition, you're not moving anymore, I think, you know. And I would say our biggest competitors is big companies like Exxon Chemicals. It's a Creighton Shell company, Technor DSM in Netherlands, Poly One in U.S. But besides of that, we have also like the smaller, medium-sized companies, in U.S., in Europe, and now more and more coming in Asia, like in especially in Taiwan, in in China, and in South Korea. So, what's so special about uh, your group? Are you just faster on the feet, or you know? Yeah, I think since we're we're still pretty small in comparison to to these big ones, to these giants, I think uh, we have a very flexible organization, and we still care about the customer. Mm-hmm. And I think we are, we are, we're pretty fast in turnaround and new developments in, in, in manufacturing materials pretty fast. And as I said, we take care about our customer. We have a, we have a, a high end technology and we, we have great know-how. So we are, we are still, I think, ahead of these big ones. They don't want to do a development for, for a smaller application. Mm-hmm. Okay. We do it almost for each size of new applications. We do development and new manufacturing for them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I think also a great customer service is mandatory, which we have. We have high quality products. And I think an additional advantage is our very diversified stuff, which has a lot of experience in the industry and, and which helps us and, and gives us the ability to grow in, in, in many regions, like in Asia, in Europe, in Mexico, we have an office and we have great people out there. Mm-hmm. Well, building a company doesn't go without, uh, you know, challenges, obviously. And, uh, uh, most uh, founders and CEOs have a vision and, um, you know, they have to overcome challenges. Could you share with us a little bit about, you know, some of those hurdles that you've had to overcome? <clears throat> oh, sure. I think there, there were like several roadblocks on the way. And, um, but I think at the end, each roadblock, if, if you go through it, it makes you stronger and even better than before. So I think it's always a good challenge. And, uh, I think the biggest one was as I started the company by myself, that how to start a company with 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 an investment of about three million dollars without having any money or having any investor. Okay. Wow. So so I I made that within I said two thousand five two thousand six, and um, 
And I think that was a big challenge. Another one was like after after two years of business, we had a one big customer out there with what uh, a, a pretty big U.S. manufacturer, and uh, they had a fire at their facility. So overnight, we lost our biggest customer. We lost a lot of of not only revenue. I think they didn't pay anymore. So it was it was pretty tough time at that, you know. Yeah. But but then as it is, our our business is oriented like we do we do stuff today for. For the next two or three years, we developed today that we get new business in two or three years. So it was at that time where we got many new business, and so we 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 overcame that. Um, besides of that, I think what I can learn today, we are we are in, in in the city of Lawrenceville area where our company is. You know, I can say today it was probably not the best choose because city of Lawrenceville. I I have to learn is. They don't really support small or, or medium-sized companies very much. I, I can see better places out there in, 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 in other parts of Atlanta. So, so that, location is an important factor. I huh? think location is very important, and, and I think it's also important that you're part of the, 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 the neighborhood, the society out there. But if you don't get the support you need, we're growing pretty fast, as I said. You know, we, we just had another investment of a million last year. We do another one next year again. So, so you need support with all the 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 the, the infrastructure, the the groundwork, and there. And uh, as I said, City of Lawrenceville was not very helpful in that case. Okay. Okay. We're listening to Rudy Herbst, the uh, president and CEO of United Soft Plastics. And uh, as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, we heard from Lisa. Somebody told her, "No, you can't do it." And she said, "You know, I can do it." What 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 is it about? entrepreneurs that just that makes them special just to drive right? I, I would say exactly what lisa was saying if somebody tells you you can't do it i think you can't do it I, I learned in my life if you want you can do literally everything you want to do it it's just like the way the time you spend the willingness you have to move forward and 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 if you overcome it's not always fun or nice or whatever you know but i think if you overcome that that the negative things out of that and just think about what you want to achieve, I think there is a way you can achieve many, many things. And I think they're they're like Lisa, you know, she's growing pretty fast, we're growing pretty fast. And it's really I think she has a great team. I think we also have a great team, is like the spirit you have and the team you have which supports you. That's what makes a success, I think, you know. Okay, Rudy, what what so what what how does the future look for for United Soft Plastics and, you know, anything special that's coming up? For yeah, I think the future looks pretty bright. We just launched a couple of new products, which nobody else has right now. I think we're still on the, on the, on the, on the fast, uh, growth. Always uh, developing. Always developing. We, we develop a lot. We spend, we spend about 10% of our budget just for, for development and, 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 and new investment, new, new technique and equipment. And I think we also want to go in, in, in more and in more markets besides of the 15 countries. I can see that in, in five years or so, we are serving maybe 25. We have more offices. Today, we have an office in Europe. We have an office in Malaysia. We have an office in Mexico City. And, and I can see that we have maybe productions not only in Lawrenceville, also some other places in the States as well as abroad and, and, and growing to reach more customers in more markets. With high quality products and, and as I said, we have great people and they support all that. It's really great. That's excellent. So it sounds you. like you get around the world. Yeah, I'm traveling a lot. I'm by the way, I'm a good diamond, Delta Diamond 
for the next four years already, you know. So even if I would stop flying today, I would be a great diamond until 2000, almost 19. <laughs> what do you like most about uh, what you do? What I like CEO. to do is like, uh, I like to work with people. I like to work with my customers and I, 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 I like to, to have challenges and, 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 and you make something new, which wasn't out there before. And, and it's just fun. You know, it's like you, you, you solve, you solve problems companies have and they're happy. We can sell. We're happy. So it's, it's just fun, fun around, you know, mm-hmm. travel, you meet people. You work with, with in almost different cultures in, in Asia, in Europe, in, in the States, and it's, it's great. It's not called work, is it? No. It's fun. When you love it. <laughs> Rudy, tell our listeners how they can reach out to you and your company and find out more about your products and, uh, how they can, uh, you know, yeah, they, get they can, uh, reach us on, on the web at unitedsoftplastics.com. They can uh, reach you in, in U.S. directly at our facility and, and as I said, web or info at unitedsoftplastics.com, which is our, our, our main email for that. Or they call directly the office in, in main office in Lawrenceville on the 770-339-9362. Or we have a couple of, 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 of distributors all around U.S. What they call one of the international offices, which they can find on the Internet. Okay, Rudy, excellent information on your company. We thank appreciate, you. We appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate it, and thanks for, for having me here today. You betcha. Thank you. You betcha. All right, next up we have uh, uh, Lori McCreary. She is uh, a creative marketing person with uh, uh, Destination South meetings and events. Lori, tell us a little bit about your group and uh, what's going on. Sure, thanks. Um, Destination South Meetings and Events is an Atlanta-based meeting and event production company. We're over 18 years old. We're based here in Atlanta. We do a lot of work in Atlanta, but we do travel as well. Um, and for your audience, if you like, I can just dis- explain a little bit about what a destination management and event production company does. Absolutely. Like ourselves. That's why we're here. <clears throat> we use the term DMC and, um, a lot of people aren't familiar with what that technically means. It's mm-hmm. destination management company. And our firm is actually, we like to call ourselves a trifecta. So we're, we do destination management, we do meeting management, and then we do special event production. Um, so that's a special event production for the corporate, nonprofit, and association uh, sector. That would be trade shows, galas, fundraisers, festivals. Um, the meeting management side would be any sort of conference where you have a client coming in town for the week and all the services that they need to produce that conference, the meeting management, the speakers, the breakout sessions, the general sessions, the staging, everything that goes into that. And then the destination management arm traditionally is services in the local city, for for example, Atlanta, where the client, when they're in town for that event or that meeting, they need transportation to and from the airport for all of those people coming in for that meeting. They need reservations for diner rounds. They need tours during the day and activities. They need team building. So anything that can surround 
the meeting or event experience is the destination management side of what we do. And you guys take care of it all. I mean, yes, we are a one-stop shop. So, and that's evolved over the years, um, beginning um, more in the destination management side and then developing really great relationships with local and incoming clients that will say, well, can you also do this? Can you book a speaker for us? Can you produce our signage? Um, we need to have a, a great party. Can you find the perfect uh, local musicians? And so it's just grown and grown over the last two decades to make us the company that we are now with great resources and relationships to be able to provide one point of contact for that client that needs all of these services for that meeting or event. I, I, I didn't realize it was such a tailored service. Yes. You know, I've been to, you know, we've all been to those conferences and events and things like that, but never really thought about all the, you know, everything goes on behind the scenes. There's a lot that has to come together for that experience to be great for you for, from your check-in through the package that you get when you walk in for that first morning meeting to the dinners that you go to. And uh, at Destination South, we work with all of the vendors behind the scenes to pull together the pieces for that event. Mm -hmm. And you do domestic and international. So is there a balance of business there in terms of, you know, one or the other where there's more, you know, market for you? Absolutely. Atlanta is a really popular meeting and convention city because of its size. A lot of times a, a, a convention or a meeting will travel. They'll go to D.C. one year. Then they'll go to Chicago. Then they'll make their rounds and come to Atlanta. So they're moving around the country for, you know, the National Association of whatever's annual meeting. Yeah. And then they come to Atlanta. So we have a lot of inbound business. So I'd say 80 to 85 to 90 percent of our business is here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And then we also have local clients that whose headquarters are here. We have so many great corporations here in Atlanta and we forge relationships with them. And then they want to do an incentive trip for their top salespeople or they want to do a meeting in another city. And we will travel with them. So it's a lot of repeat business, it sounds like. They come back to you. It's a combination. Um, the companies that go places year after year will come back to Atlanta. So we try to um, nurture that relationship so they reach back out to us when they're coming back. Um, and we are part of what's called the, um, the DMC Network. It's a consortium of DMCs in all of the major cities as well as overseas and internationally. Mm -hmm. And each DMC... <clears throat> There's only one in each city that's part of this consortium. And we, we, we're owners, we're stakeholders in the DMC network. Um, and we refer business to each other. So if you're coming to Atlanta this year and you're going to Houston next year, we know the right company to send you to to help you when your meeting moves. Wow. So what's new at uh, Design South? What's I mean, you've got a calendar, I'm sure, that just is bar nuns. I mean, your 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 list of activities and and is there a particular clientele that you cater to more? You know, in terms of size of business or type of business, it really varies. Um, we do, I'd say, an average event is maybe 250 to 300 people for a meeting, a conference, or an event. However, we really are on both ends of the spectrum. We do small VIP experiences, dinners, and team building and incentives that can be groups of 25 to 30 top salespeople. And then we can do something as large as eight to 10,000 people when a global group is coming to Atlanta for a conference and then the events that they, that they need while they're there. So it really ranges in size, and we cater to both sides. Okay. 
Actually, I asked you a double question, didn't I? So, so right. what's new? What's, what's new? Yeah, what's new? What's new in the industry or what's new for well, us or both? Well, both. You know, the industry is, of course, uh, you know, I think a lot of uh, event type companies are, uh, you know, are affected, first of all, by the economy, you know? Um, Absolutely. I, I guess we, if you want to talk about that, but, um, you know, and the other side of it is just, uh, you know, what, what they're looking to accomplish, you know, for their company and um, tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, to your la your last question, um, I think meetings and events definitely took a hit a few years ago. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of scrutiny um, in the public eye and the media um, and the government on what companies were spending on events. You probably saw it in the news for a good while. So um, companies are not uh, spending what they used to on these big get-togethers, these election annual time conferences. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So, but um, I'm glad to report that it's, I think, really starting to swing back in the other direction because people realize at the end of the day, and you mentioned this earlier, uh, Lisa, there's tremendous value in making that face-to-face -face connection. So virtual meetings and uh, online meetings and things like that are great, but there's still nothing that replaces getting together with your people or your team or your clients face-to-face -face and talking about what the important goals are for the business for that year and motivating your team. And so I think meetings and events um, ha are, are having a resurgence, but but pe uh, clients are very cautious mm -hmm. um, about what they spend and what it looks like they spend. So even if events are expensive to produce logistically, things aren't over the top as they used to be. So we do more creative with tighter budgets now. Well, we're talking with Lori McCreary. She is the creative marketing director at Design South. And uh, your full name, your company's Design South Meetings and Events? It's Destination South. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Desti I said Design. It's a long Excuse name. Me. Yeah, thank you for correcting me on that. So um, um, what exactly type of media, Lisa talked a little bit about media and, and, and such, what, what media do you guys use? Do you have a preference of uh, what type of media you use? For our own personal marketing, um, and that's something that I was going to mention when you asked about change, we have really seen a strong push and importance for our presence in the social media world. Uh, I think probably with every other company who traditionally did print media and maybe radio or television, um, now it's almost a must to have that social media presence. Mm -hmm. And I've been spending a lot of time on that personally. Um, so we have a strong Facebook campaign going. You can find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, Google+. Uh, we just launched our blog, mouthofthedestinationsouth.com, which is where we tell stories about our industry and what's going on with us. And then at the end of the summer, we are hoping to launch our new revitalized website. So we've been really spending a lot of time um, amping up that side of how we communicate with our vendors and our partners as well as our clients. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies have a hard time with, um, you know, justifying, uh, uh, finding an ROI on, uh, you know, all these medias and, you know, Twitter yes. and all this stuff. Do I agree. We struggled with that as well because we're not selling shoes. Mm -hmm. It's it's more difficult when you're selling kind of an intangible service or intellectual property um, to look at the value of spending time on things like Facebook and, and things like that. And then we kind of have come to realize that as much as it is about trying to reach an end client that might purchase your services, 
it's really about maintaining relationships with the influencers in your community so that someone that we work with uh, that might be a great tent company, for instance, or a linen company or a great stage production company, they know they see us out there. And when the right moment happens, they can say to a potential client, oh, well, if you need this service, you should talk to Destination South because we're out there and supporting each other socially, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yes. Yes, it does make sense. So with Destination South, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a repeat thing that you do. How do you keep it fresh and uh, inspirational and, you know, with each event? That's a tough one. It's a great question. Um, and the meeting industry and event industry has definitely changed a lot um, in the last decade. Um, it, it, in so many ways, from not having that 50-page packet when you check in and now you have an app on your phone that tells you where to be at each time each day. And so staying on top of the technology that is being implemented into events is a key to staying on top of our game, um, staying creative, because there's so many great companies that do what we do and provide those same services that we have to work really hard to stay ahead of trends in technology, in design, in entertainment, uh, pop culture, everything that goes into producing a great show. So we read and watch and try to absorb everything that we can to stay ahead of the trends. Do the, the you know, the handouts, you know, the things that, uh, you know, people give away and things. Is that important? I mean, you know, because I remember guys coming around with, you know, bags full of stuff at these shows. Is that something that's really beneficial to the to the people that do the show? Well, the love of tchotchkes at trade shows will never tchotchkes. die. That's a great word. <laughs> Everybody still loves to get that bag when you walk on that trade show floor and walk around and be handed that lip balm or that... For the kids? Measure, right, and take it, <laughs> and the stuffed animal or the Frisbee with the printed pieces. So, I mean, I, I think that everyone still has a soft spot for that. Um but other kinds of handouts like um, programs and things like that, when clients do them, and signage even, when clients do them, they're thinking in a different way. Can I print it so that I can use it year after year? Mm -hmm. Can I print it on recycled materials? Can I print less and put more online? And that's um, really not, I'd say it's beyond a trend, but more um, an everyday way of thinking about how to leave a little less of a footprint with an event. Okay. So, uh Tell us a little bit about uh, any uh, upcoming domestic or international events that are, are worth mentioning. Um, well, we're excited to be producing some events this summer for a large software company. Mm -hmm. There are some privacy laws in place that I don't publish pictures or, or talk about the name of the company. Okay. But that's one of the events I mentioned where they take Atlanta by storm for an entire week. It's 8,000 people from around the globe. So we have lots of different languages, lots of different interests. They're doing education and product launches and trade shows during the day. Mm -hmm. And then they have fantastic big events at night. And we are, um, we've partnered with this group for seven, eight, nine years mm -hmm. on this type of event um, when they're here in Atlanta. And we've even traveled with them a little bit. So we will be producing a, a week's worth of large outdoor events, as well as individual regional parties at the hottest venues around Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So on uh, like say uh, any given Thursday night during this week, Tabernacle, 200 Peachtree, Ventana's, every place that's big enough downtown will be full with this global group. And we're managing lots of those events, and we're really excited about that. I'm curious what the date is. I don't want to hit a traffic problem. Well, you're 
<laughs> yep, That's a don't lot of go people. downtown um, on Friday, July twenty fourth, twenty fifth, because we um, we have worked a way to r- close the roads really early in the day because of what we have to do yeah. with uh, busing and tenting and those kinds of things. And uh, the downtown residents don't love that. But okay, all right. So, Lori, uh, is there anything that we missed that we would like to mention about your group? I, it sounds like you guys are multilingual and, uh, uh, you know, but there are certain requirements that you guys have that might set you apart. As, uh, what makes what makes uh, Destination South better and different than your competitors? Well, like I mentioned, there are lots of great companies um, in Atlanta, and um, we're friendly competitors with them all. I'd say our differentiators might be um, that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, that has trickled down from our founder that there's never a no really uh, without a darn good reason. Mm-hmm. And we go to the ends of the earth to provide unique solutions because our clients have their challenges and their issues with the things that they want to do that seem impossible. And we work really hard to make those things possible for them. So uh, we try not to say no. We try to stay very flexible. We're extremely responsive and that's huge in our industry. Mm-hmm. The pace of a response to a client's request has drastically changed. 10 or 15 years ago, you were doing 60-page proposals that you would print and show up in person and hand out and give a live pitch. And now the time's cut in half and you're sending it via email and you're lucky if you get to talk to them on the phone because things are moving so quickly. Um, So we really try to keep up with that. And, um, yeah, I would just mention again. That's a big adjustment. Yes, yes. Um, So we have to work really hard to stay super responsive, very flexible, um, budgetarily lean. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. That's you a can tall find order. us on yeah. destinationsouth.com, mm-hmm. uh, info at destinationsouth.com, email, and any of the social media channels that I mentioned before, you, you should be able to find us. And then you can go check out our new blog, mouthofthedestinationsouth.com. Thank you, Lori. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, you've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk business to business, and we thank our guests. Lisa Holton with uh, Working Media Group, Rudy Herbst with United Soft Plastics, and Lori McCreary with Destination South. Thank you all for being on the show. We appreciate what you do in the business community, and um, we wish you all great success. I'm Dominic Rainey with CDI Managed Services, where we provide outsourced IT infrastructure support and cloud solutions. To listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the Cloud broadcasts, go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. And until next time, remember, when it comes to outsourced IT support or migrating your IT infrastructure to the cloud, our marketing director asked me to make a comment that CDI Managed Services now has a new showcase page on LinkedIn, and we encourage everyone to visit our page and to follow us there. Thank you. Remember, CDI Managed Services is your silver lining in the cloud. (laughs) 